Hi there, my name is Romana, and great that you are listening to Philosophy Explained. This podcast is focused on interesting philosophies, so you can find a true connection with yourself and the people around you. Are you ready to expand your vision on life and to be inspired? Then let's start. Before we start, in this episode I share my personal perspective on why I think you are your best consultant. However, it is always important to determine for yourself how you feel about it, what your thoughts are and what your own opinion is about this topic. We make countless decisions every single day. How do we make our decisions though? Some people make decisions based on their feelings and some instead make them based on analytical thinking. Most of us combine the two, although analytical decision-making happens much more when we take more time to decide. At least, that is the impression I get from living in a Western society. For some decisions, analytical thinking doesn't provide us with a solution. This would probably be the case when we have a lot of arguments supporting either side. When too much is going on in our minds, that is when it happens. Overthinking. To prevent or stop overthinking, we distance ourselves mentally from the outcome, thinking, whatever the outcome will be, I will be alright with it. Or, what happens more frequently is that we seek advice from our friends, family and colleagues. But can it really help us to make the right choice? Personally, I believe that you are the best counselor for yourself on more occasions than we are aware of. In this podcast episode, I'm talking about the trustworthiness of our own intuition and about the difference between the advice we receive from others and the advice we receive by consulting ourselves. As I mentioned before, sometimes analytical thinking is just not providing us with the answers we are seeking. At the same time, making a decision based on our intuition is more scary. So we try to think about it some more. In other words, we fall back on our analytical thinking, confident that there must be a reliable answer there. Many people rather fall back on their rational mind than on their gut feeling, because it feels safer. After all, if something goes wrong, if we regret our decision, at least we can reanalyze our thought process. This might help us accept things as they are and might help us make a better decision in the future. It helps us to explain our wrongful choice to ourselves. Another reason to make a decision from a rational point of view is that it allows us to make that decision together with someone else. As the group animals we are, we like to talk to others about our problems so they can help us to find a solution. Also, it feels safer when others support us in our decision making. However, discussing an issue and finding a solution together requires us to communicate in a way that makes sense to both parties. Rationality. In practice, it often comes down to the following scenario. You tell the other person about the arguments you have and the other person provides you with feedback. Or 
the other person gives you advice and tells you which arguments support their solution so that you can think about it. Having that same conversation based on feelings is not that easy. I think it's best to take the train instead of the bus because it feels like a better decision. Why? I don't know. It's a gut feeling. Pretty difficult. This brings us to gut feelings. What are gut feelings? Are gut feelings real? Yes, gut feelings are not just something we make up in our minds. As a matter of fact, there is even a scientific explanation for this phenomenon. Your brain contains 86 billion neurons. Neurons pick up information and transfer it to other parts of your brain or to the rest of your body. Now, your gut has no less than 100 million neurons. And spectacularly, the vagus nerve forms a direct line between our brain and our gut. You experience this connection when, for example, your stomach signals your brain when you start to feel hungry, and when your brain signals your stomach when you are having thoughts that make you nervous. Now, this same nerve also serves an essential role in the way we experience our intuition, or gut feeling. Our brain picks up much more information than we are aware of. It stores data gathered from your personal experience and from witnessing situations in your environment. It is also constantly processing this information. It compares it to current knowledge and, if necessary, adjusts conclusions. Because of this way of processing, our subconscious mind is much more than we think capable of advising us. Now, one way of sharing its knowledge is by signaling our stomach through the vagus nerve. This means that we can evaluate the situation we are in through our gut, even before we start our analytical thinking. In other words, when we don't yet fully know rationally if something is the right decision for us, our stomach can already tell. In short, our minds can guide us in two ways either through analytical thinking or through our gut. When we use analytical thinking, we use our minds to think of different arguments. We do so consciously and use our rationality. The way we feel in our guts can tell us whether a decision, a situation or even a person feels right. In this case, our mind operates subconsciously. What we can conclude so far is that gut feelings can be explained from a scientific perspective. Still, a gut feeling doesn't tell you exactly what to do. It can only tell you whether something feels right or not. For many decisions, knowing whether something is right or not is enough. However, some challenges are more complicated. We need to determine not only whether we are going to do something or not, but also how we will do something. That is when our analytical thinking can be applied. The ultimate combination for these kind of challenges is to first listen to your feelings and then use rationality to think about how you will do something. 
Our gut feeling isn't always coming from intuition. Also, the results of anxiety you can feel in your gut. For this reason, it is very important not to confuse your intuition with the feeling of anxiety. Although you might feel them both in your gut, there are some important differences. When you experience your intuition, it feels like you know what the right decision is, as experiencing anxiety is more of an emotional response. Usually, anxiety is based on fear, which could have been developed from a personal trauma or could be explained from an evolutionary perspective. Intuition tells you what the right decision is, Anxiety tells you what the only option is. Okay, so I discussed the importance of listening to your intuition because for many decisions, there is no universal solution that would bring everyone who would face that challenge happiness. Happiness can be something else for everyone. For example, one person could be perfectly happy traveling the world and experience freedom, while another person wouldn't want anything else than just settling down and start a family. One person finds happiness in starting their own business, while the other person already feels stressed through the idea and prefers to work for an employer to feel a larger sense of security. We were all born with personalities, and we all faced a unique set of challenges. So how could we even state that there is such a thing as the ultimate form of happiness? Assuming that there's no form of ultimate happiness, it might be that others don't truly know what you want to find your happiness. They don't know the ins and outs of the situation you are in, and they don't experience the exact same feelings as you do. That is why you are, in many situations, the only person who can truly advise yourself on what to do. You might never become the expert in your own life because you change and keep developing yourself, But at a specific time, facing a specific challenge, you are your best consultant. So how do you advise yourself? When we face challenges or dilemmas, the first thing we need to do is feel. Don't make it too difficult for yourself either. Ask yourself a yes or no question. Now, what does your gut say? Is it a clear feeling unrelated to fear? Confirm what you feel after a split second. Otherwise, rationality will be there to take over. After finding out whether something feels mainly positive or negative, start a conversation with yourself, as if you were asking advice from someone else. Or even better, as if someone would be asking you for advice. What would you tell them? This space you just created... That is the space you need in order to look inside. We have become experts in advising others. Now it's time to use that skill to advise ourselves. This is because opposed to the advice you would receive from anyone else, this advice takes your entire self into account, including your feelings, your experience and your rationality. With this podcast episode, I do not intend to say that the people around you don't have valuable contributions to make to your thought process. This episode was intended to help you realize that too often we automatically seek advice from others 
when sharing what is going on in our lives. Before we do so, it is important to figure out for ourselves whether the answers we are seeking are already inside of us. The only way we can do that is by creating time and space for ourselves. So I would say, listen to your intuition first, then use analytical thinking, and if still necessary, seek advice from others. It would surprise you what a good consultant you could be to yourself. I hope this episode challenged your mind, and I'd love to hear what you think about this philosophy. If you'd like to, you can visit my website, www.thetrueconnection.com. Here you find many more articles and podcast episodes focused on self-development. Did you like this episode? Don't forget to follow this podcast. Thank you for listening to Philosophy Explained, and hopefully, until next time.